Welcome to No Time to Waste, the podcast that inspires and motivates us to maximize our moments. I'm your host, Allison Haddon. I'm battling terminal cancer, but I'm focused on living my best life as my best self every day. Join me as I chat with resilient adventurers, seekers, trailblazers, and exceptionally good humans as we explore what it means to live fully because there's no time to waste for all of us. Anybody else kind of sick of the news these days? Am I the only one watching reels of doodle videos on a loop to escape? Well, don't worry, because this one is just a straight up feel good story. I'm so stoked to introduce Grandma Joy of Grandma Joy's road trip fame. Look it up. For the last few years, this spunky and adventurous 91-year-old has been traveling around the country with her sweet grandson, Brad, visiting U.S. national parks together. And get this, they have been to 62 of 63, so they only have one more to go. Incredible. Both Grandma Joy and Brad are just overflowing with soul-filling goodness, or maybe it's just the fact that they're Midwesterners. But after hearing some of her pearls of wisdom, you'll get why they were interviewed on the Rachel Ray show and more recently featured in a little publication called A People Magazine. Ever heard of it? This is just a really, really special pair of humans, you guys, with some fantastic lessons for all of us. It's Grandma Joy and her grandson, Brad Ryan, for No Time to Waste. My goodness. Grandma Joy and Brad here on the No Time to Waste podcast. I can't believe it. Well, we're so grateful. We're really excited to be here and to have this conversation with you. It's a privilege to be to be speaking with you today. Yeah, tell me. I, there's so much I want to talk about, including kind of how this whole idea started and how you, uh, this unlikely pair, other than the fact that they are grandmother and grandson, um, we, I want to talk uh, more about that, but yeah, what have you been doing recently and and what is, what is next? We just got back from Alaska two and a half years. Wow. Tomorrow we're going to go to uh, West Virginia. Oh. They opened up oh. a new park down there. Wow. And how many, you, uh, forgive me, you two are both uh, way more versed in uh, the national parks than I am. How many are there total? This is a number that's constantly evolving. There were 59 when we started the, the, the whole road trip journey back in 2015. Okay. Now there are 63. So we've been getting a new part, what, about an average of one new national park per year. So that's, that's a congressional um, designation that can happen and it's, it's lumped into congrats. This is boring, but it does, it gets lumped into commercial budgets and, and so forth. And a lot of that has to do with driving um, tourism because there are so many people that are, are trying to do what we're doing. And so West Virginia and new river gorge, especially is, you know, that's one of the most, um, we, it's hard for the East to, to hold a candle to the grandeur of the West. So the, the handful of places that are truly stunning on the East Coast, I think, deserve national park status. So New River Gorge is a welcome addition to the family. And it's only three and a half hours from where we are, and we've never gone there together. So wow. it's, um, it's the last of the lower 48 for us. We had that accomplished a few years ago. Now we have to go back and, 
and check another one off our list. Yeah. For those that are just jumping in right now, um, we're talking to, to Grandma Joy and her grandson, Brad, um, who uh, you can find them on Instagram, which is where I did, or someone introduced me at Grandma Joy's Road Trip. Um, and I was like, what is this? And it came from my partner and she said, you should try and get Grandma Joy on your show. And I started to research and I started to get lost in all the photos. And I saw this woman who is now 91 years young, um, doing the coolest stuff, traveling, adventuring. Um, and then I learned more about the relationship that you guys have and what you've weathered. And man, did you ever think, Grandma Joy, that you would be here now after everything with with Brad? I I know it's it's hard to really imagine when people come out out from behind bushes and say, Grandma Joy, I'm glad you're here or whatever. And I thought, <laughs> oh my goodness, I think people get tired of looking at me. Uh, do you feel like a celebrity? No, I do not. <laughs> but Grandma Joy, you've been in People magazine. You're a celebrity in, in my book. Oh, well, I don't feel like one. I'm just a plain, ordinary old grandma. That's all I am. So that means you're not uh, there in Zanesville uh, with the paparazzi taking your photo and you know, it making it hard to go to the to the store for groceries. No, nobody pays any attention to mm. me. He's being modest. An ordinary ninety-one year old who goes whitewater rafting, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, that was a ball. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? That was that one of your. Oh yeah, that was great. It was just like being on those roller coasters. I went on four of them in a row, oh. and it was great. Where did you go whitewater rafting? We were in Wrangell St. Elias National Park. That's our largest U.S. national park. It's in Alaska. It's 13.2 million acres. So we saw like a sliver of it, but it's uh, six times the size of Yellowstone and breathtaking. Wow. Okay. And I signed, up for, I signed up for class one rapids. We ended up with class three rapids. So while she's like, yippee, <laughs> I'm pale as a ghost holding on for dear life so she doesn't fall into the glacial waters of Alaska, you know, so... We're glad that we checked that one off the life Got list. It. And, uh, Got yeah. it. You only go through life once, and you better do what you want because it might not be a tomorrow. That, Grandma Joy, is the whole point of this podcast, and it is the reason why I wanted to talk to you because so many people, you know, everyone in their head says, oh, I'm going to live till 100. You can't count on tomorrow that it's going to be here. You just never, you can't live in the moment. That's all you can do. Brad did such a, an amazing job of helping me understand kind of how the two of you even got here. Um, and I learned that although the two of you had a connection to, to nature and the outdoors since uh, Brad was young, that time passed where you didn't speak and, you know, family crisis and, and challenges got in the way. Um, what was that period like for you? And did you, did you miss Brad? Oh, why? Well, yes, but you just uh, 
tried to fill it in with other things, you know, it was church things and, and, uh, I went to the senior center and learned to line dance Ooh. and, and, uh, uh, you know, when I went on walks and, and I had not a, friend, a lot of friends to keep me going. That it mean a lot. During that period, um, I know, uh, based on some of the information that Brad shared with me, um, that even though you did have that love and that passion for the outdoors and for adventure, um, you, especially after your husband Bob passed, um, you ended up uh, having to work at the grocery store. Oh, yeah, I had a ball. You had there. a ball. <laughs> what were you doing at the grocery store? Oh, I worked back in the deli. Uh, I kept all the young stock boys on their toes. How how did you do that? <laughs> well, I had a wiffle ball bat, <gasps> and I threatened them. I said, you're getting paid for eight hours. You can do something. Grab a broom. Front the shelves. Don't stand around and talk. I said, if I can work eight hours, you can work eight hours. <gasps> what do they say? I probably said a lot behind my back. <laughs> Grandma Joy, I feel like you and I would have some major fun together. Well, I would think so. You got to look on the bright side of things. That's all there is to yeah. it. There's enough yeah. little grumps in this world. It's true. Fast forwarding to, uh, I guess, the first road trip that you took with Brad. Um, how long ago was that? When I was 85. 85. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it was the fall of 2015. Okay. Got it. And the first time I ever uh, slept in a tent. <gasps> and the first time you fell off an air mattress. Yeah. And it was pouring down rain. And the plug came out of the air mattress. And I had to climb underneath of it and turn it around so he could fill it back up. And then I couldn't get out. And I got to laughing. I said, this is like one of them Laurel and Hardy movies. There I was in there, trapped underneath the air mattress. <laughs> just a leg hanging yeah, out. Yeah, just a, <laughs> that's like the story of, that's the story, that's that's like a haunted ghost story, right? <laughs> and a woman's leg is coming out from underneath the air mattress. She's alive. And, you oh. know, and I'm horrified because I'm like scrambling for the, I just hear her kind of, moaning in the dark and I'm you know I finally find my my headlamp and I see this leg hang out and she's just you know the the air mattress is moving because she's just chuckling underneath of it all so you know that's that's why um you know that was like simple unexpected magic that happened right out of the right out of the gate that um was sort of this yeah it was just this elixir for my my soul that I never knew I needed and then of course the next day she she climbs a mountain with me and gets a standing ovation at the top of this mountain with all these college age boys that are, you know, just in awe of her too. Yeah. They all cheered when I got to the top <laughs> because it's hard. Well, I, I mean, yeah. And, and it just, it, it's, um, you know, and that was during a time period where I had not felt, I had not experienced joy in my life for quite a few years. Uh, that school was not what I expected. And it's a hard fall for a lot of type A personalities that, are used to being at the the top of their game, and then you're in this Olympic yep. sort of academic situation where um, not everybody can be in the top five, ten, or even the top half mm -hmm. of your class, and it's a you know, and that can become 
that can become a situation where you turn on yourself yeah. more easily than you knew you could. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm grateful that that happened towards the beginning of my clinical year where I could, um, use that as fuel and perspective that could get me across the finish line and, and through the rest of my life. Congratulations, by the way. No, oh, thank uh, you. It was, it was hard. Yeah. Um, but that's why I, I, I knew in a moment of darkness that I needed to reach out to her because I knew what she had gone right. through and I knew that she loved me and that, um, and that it would be, it would be, um, you know, it would be that, that nourishment for my, my spirit that I so desperately needed in that moment. Yeah. And then how did it, uh, did you say, let's go on a road trip or was it just a, you know, we're going to, let's go to this one, let's go to this national park. How, How did, how did it all begin? And then, and then the social media and the celebrity that appeared after how, how did that, how did, how did it start? For me, my, I remember very distinctly getting back to her house. We drove, you know, eight hours from the Smokies back to her house. I had to drop her off and then drive an hour back to Columbus to get to, to get to class the next morning. And um, I just remember her um, crying as she walked through the front door, telling me how much that meant to her. And of course it meant so much to me as well. And I just, there were, driving away from that house and knowing that she had all this potential and this thirst for adventure and this appreciation for life and the appreciation for that experience. And knowing that I was driving away from her and she was going to be back in that same house that she had been in for 50 or whatever it was, 60? 66 years I've been in that house. Um, and to me, that was just a tragedy that even if she didn't see it that way, because as she said, she was happy at the deli. She was happy doing her nightly walks through the cemetery in her backyard. <laughs> um, she made the most of what she had around her. And I think that's beautiful. And that's why she means so much to me, why she's such an influence in my life. Um, but it also felt to me like she wasn't in a position to write the chapter that she probably wanted for the, the final years of her life. And I was in a position where if I just filled up the gas tank and invited her along, mm-hmm. I, could, I could figure out the logistics and, and make it happen. So it became an obsession because I had never seen any of these places either. And I couldn't imagine a, a better way to, to see Yellowstone and Yosemite and Glacier mm-hmm. and Joshua Green than if she was in the passenger seat with an atlas in her lap. So it was just an obsession. It was just an obsession. I stared at that atlas for two years before we finally took off on a 28-day camping trip. My friend Adam, who was a, a classmate of mine at Ohio State, gave me this giant tent. <laughs> and, and then we got to upgrade from an air mattress to army cots. <gasps> nice. And yeah, I already came up in the world. <laughs> and we just we just did it. If you it was fun. <laughs> and we never uh, had a reservation. Uh We'd go to the campground and I'd ask if they had an open space and we got a space every night. So it was really fun. Which doesn't work out for most people in the summer at Yellowstone. Yeah, it does, that that does not. I, I I just have so many Grandma Joy, what was the what was one of the most memorable trips for you or parks, national parks? Oh, I think uh, I liked uh 
when we went uh, to Joshua okay. Tree, uh, it has four different levels of vegetation. You go one place and you have this, then you go a little bit farther and it's different and it's different and it's different. You got one park and it has four different uh, things to look at. Wow. Really is. I got it. That was really interesting. It was really something. And then I love the petrified forest. It's something to know that this was a tree, a really live tree. And there it is. Lavender and pink and red, all the different colors. It was it's, it's just think it's been laying there for millions of years. Could you give it a hug or was it too big? Was it so big? Oh, it was a big tree. Yeah. They had big trees. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really Oh, it was so pretty in there. And then the redwoods, of course. Were... And then the redwood trees, you can't even begin. You try to look up the top and you can't see the top. Whatever. Whatever. So. Every every park has something unique and special, and that's why it's preserved as a national park. So it's a really, I feel like that's the most common question we get. And I think that a different, memory just kind of spontaneously pops in our head each time we're asked. And it's all, they're all valid answers but it, it sometimes changes just depending on what sort of takes over your heart in the moment that you're thinking about it. But most every park, even if you're handicapped, there's some place you can see. They have they have a handicapped uh, routes for you to look. You just have to ask the ranger and he'll tell you where to go. So everybody can get to see part of the Yeah, park. I feel like you know so much now about our national parks that you should be an honorary ranger. Yeah, she's. I got I got pictures of me one of them crazy hats on. <laughs> junior Rangers, yeah, she's she's collected a few Junior Ranger badges nice. and worn a few Ranger hats, honorary Ranger hats. Very cool. She is. You know, I don't know that there's another person on Earth and her that started this journey as late as she has and has gotten as far as she yeah. has. And on the, I mean, to do the eight national parks in Alaska is remarkable at any age, much less mm -hmm. at ninety one. And uh, we, we're grateful that we can say that we had a sunny day for each of those eight parks. Oh, yeah. we got there in Alaska and it was 80 and we was on a sand dune. I said, are you sure we're in Alaska? Who ever heard of 80 and on a sand dune in Alaska? In the Arctic Circle. At, at that. And so, the weather, um, the weather, you were blessed with good weather the, the whole time? Right. We just had one day, it was drizzly. and uh, We still went hiking. And so we just put our coast on the way we went. That was okay. Jo Joy, you talked about all the friends that you have and the support system that you have. When you come back from one of these trips, what do your friends say? Nothing. Nothing. That's not true. Nothing. <laughs> no, I mean it's just half of them don't even know I'm gone. I don't. <laughs> I don't bother telling. Well, they're so it. used to her being gone now because she we've been traveling so aggressively yeah. for the last few years so but no she's once again like i i'm not speaking on her behalf but she's being very modest i think that she's a a local hero yeah. to a lot of a lot of people and not just not just a local hero i think that what resonates for me and so many other people is that they see that life is now yes no matter how old you are yes and that, um, that you're, you know, there's no, I say there's no, um, there's no age limit on a life of adventure if you have a, a willingness to show up. Yep. I want these older like people 
Everybody say, oh, you can't do that. You're too old. Hey, age is just a number. If you want to do it, do it. And don't pay any attention to what they say. Yep. That's what I think of it. I said, give it a whirl. Yeah, give it a whirl. You are chock full of great advice, Grandma Joy. Well, I, I just hear, I know kids I went to school with, and they say, oh, I wish I could do what you do. And I said, well, do you try? Do you go out and walk around your house or go out and walk down the street? Oh, I couldn't do that. You don't try. Right. You don't know. Right. No, you've got it. So at this point, everyone who is your age or around your age that lives in uh, in Ohio, near where you live, they're so used to you going on these adventures and traveling and seeing amazing things that you're saying that you come home, they don't even notice because now this is just what you do. Right. You say, well, where are you going next time? Well, I say, well, we're going to West Virginia this time. <laughs> 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 well, that's, yeah, the two that we have could not be worlds further apart. We're going to a three and a half hour road trip to West Virginia. And next time we have to fly south of the equator, almost to New Zealand to get to, to get to American Samoa. So we're going to do that on my 92nd birthday. Man, you're, you're making me want to itch my, itch my, uh, my travel, my travel bug. Um, I've been to, I think, 21 countries. And ever since I went to Australia to study for six months when I was at university, um, that was the first time I had been out of the country. I was uh, 20 years old and I enjoyed my time so much. I said, no matter what it takes, no matter what else I need to sacrifice, I don't need clothes. I don't need fancy things. I want to save money so I can travel and get out of the country once a year for the rest of my life. And up until, uh, you know, uh, a, a couple years ago, that's, that's what I did. It kind of rejuvenates you. Oh, when you get it. yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's nothing like a kid again. I got all these beautiful things to see and, uh, all these beautiful people to me. Yeah. And it just, it's just uplifting. Yeah, it really. Yeah. It, feel, it feels your. It feel, it's soul filling, right? Feel that. Right. Conversations like these for me. This is this is what fills my cup. This is what fills my soul. Is having conversations with people like you, whom I've watched and said, "Man, I would love to talk to her." And then all of a sudden, we're here, and I'm talking to you, <laughs> and that. That, that makes my heart sing. It does. Um, and that's what this podcast does for me. Um, and for other people, what it does is hopefully people will heed your advice and they will look at today. And if they want to do something, just do it. Stop overthinking it. Stop waiting. Nobody knows how long they're going to be here. Right? That's right. You don't know if you're going to wake up in the morning or not. That's true. They say your prayer yep. before you go to bed and wake up in the morning and be ready to go. And that's and that's the wake up call that 
that I think a lot of people need. You know, people my age, our age, unless they've been dealt something like you're going through, um, they don't see time as this finite resource. They really haven't come to grips with that that universal truth. And if you don't come to grips with that universal truth, a lot of life will pass by that you take for granted. And simple moments will pass by that you take for granted. And it's there's so much beauty in the ordinary moments in between. I know that you're a big Brene Brown fan like mm-hmm. I am. And, um, and there's so much truth to that. And to be able to... Um, to be able to be present in those ordinary moments and really um, see the beauty of that is is something that I don't think I want to wait until I'm, you know, I'm I'm older to to come to terms with. I want to I want to soak up every morsel of my life with that knowledge now. And I you know I was this Appalachian Trail through hiker, uh, climb Kilimanjaro. You know, for me there was there was only there was only um, satisfaction in a and obtaining these epic challenges and uh, achievements and challenges. Yeah. And, and then to be able to, to, um, you know, travel over 45,000 miles now with somebody that walks much slower than I do and not feel limited by that, but to feel liberated by it has been the, the, the greatest gift. There's a one of those parks, uh, that you walk through, it was so quiet and there was uh, spider webs and everything was so quiet. It just felt like you could just feel like you felt divine energy. Yes. It was, it was wonderful. It was Seguaro. I was going to say, went through, where, was sorry, where, where was that? In Congaree National Park down yeah. in South Carolina, which is a, um, it's a beautiful, um, it's like a bottomland. People would call it a swamp, but te- technically, that's not what it is. But um, it's you know, it's not for the arachnophobic community. But it is if you're not afraid of spiders. Uh, the spider webs do add a lot. I mean, the they're magnificent. We're talking like spiders as big as your head and spider web. I know, I know. <laughs> Loblolly tree, and that's the only place there is in the world is this loblolly tree, and it's it's. It was beautiful, and then we had all these cypress knees that was growing. Kind of jut, they jut out of the earth like zombie arms, and you just—I didn't know places like that existed, yeah. you know. And then you just you drive to the middle of nowhere, and you just you know we don't do a lot of research ahead of time because we like to be Surprise. surprised. Yeah. Sometimes that works. Usually that works out. Yeah. But um, you know, you just you just feel um, so honored to be in these sacred spaces and. If you can share it with somebody who really appreciates it, it makes it even better. So, um, yeah, Congaree National Park. Put that on okay. the, the Put list. that on the list. Um, the whole social media, the the you know things, the videos going viral. I think back in 2018, that really put the two of you on the map. Um, how did that even? How did that come about? In um, we went to Acadia National Park in June of 2018. So that was our 29th U.S. National Park. That's way up at the very, you know, northeastern corner of the country. There are no other national parks up there. So you have to really go out of your way to check that one off your list. And we went up there and my friend, uh, Dr. Jessica Christine, who was one of my vet student colleagues at Ohio State, she went with us. And we don't have a lot of photos 
together because I'm always taking photos right. of her. Unless I ask some random stranger, and then 90% of the time it's like I end up with a selfie of their nostril or something like that. So I don't have a lot of photos of us together. But um, she was there, and it was a beautiful blue sky. It's a picture of us with our arms in the air that appeared in People magazine as well. I tagged Acadia National Park like I had been doing just to make my pictures look pretty on Instagram and be a part of each National Park archive. And Acadia asked if they could share that photo. I complete. I said yes. I gave a little blurb about our story completely forgot about it and randomly a couple months later it was like august early august um, there were two uh, mass shootings in dayton ohio and in el paso texas and that morning sunday morning as everybody's waking up and checking their social media feeds and seeing this you know unprecedented um dark day in america another two mass shootings uh, within 12 hours or whatever it was very very very, very close in proximity in time. Um, Acadia National Park kind of inexplicably shared that photo on Instagram the same morning. And I went to the bathroom and got a shower and I came back and checked my phone and it was just this, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of messages and likes and I had no idea what was going on. And it turned out that somebody shared that on Reddit, which is not a website that I frequent. And, um, it just shot to number one on their feel-good thread, and I guess that carries a lot of weight. And people were looking for some counterbalance to the darkness of that news cycle, I think. And um, you know, it's just you—it's it, something that I didn't think. I mean, I, we—you know—we were doing this journey for ourselves. We were almost halfway through, um, and then I think there was enough of a photo archive for people to see that this was legitimately something that that um that we were serious about doing together and completing and that was sort of there was a before that day and there was an after that day and had it not been for the viral component of the story you know i don't know that we would be sitting here right now talking to you saying that we've you know we're two away wow. because it's been it's been really the support of of complete strangers that are invested in our journey that we've been been able to see every u.s national park uh but but two. two and you're about to tomorrow you leave for west virginia Woo-hoo! and that's number 62 number 62 and then i guess we got to get a good uh a good seat for the the long flight down south wow. <laughs> uh, i would I, I i take the aisle i'm the i'm the daddy long okay. of the I, that, that, yeah, that's probably so fair. Do you mind if I read something? Yeah. So Brad said, we want everyone who hears our story to know that redemption is possible. We can choose joy in the face of trauma, adversity, and disappointment. And we can manifest new chapters to our life stories on our own terms with no qualifiers. Yeah, I think that's that's really the truth. I mean, I have I have uh, a different path that could have unfolded, which is I said, hey, Grandma, do you want to go camping this weekend? And she said, are you kidding? I've never done that before. You're out of your mind. Call somebody your own age. <laughs> I'm going to watch The Price is Right. And and she was said, she, her response was, what time are you picking me up? So had she not answered that question the way she did, everything that happened on that road trip and, and, and subsequent to that road trip 
would not be a part of what she manifested. So it's, it, it really is about um, the power of our choices. Yeah. Right. My philosophy is I'll try anything once. And if I survive, I'll try it. <laughs> but we're not, we're not white water rafting. <laughs> Except for white water rafting in Arctic temperatures, in Arctic water. No. Uh-uh. No, it was so much fun. I really enjoyed that. I got the big kick out of that. But Allison, also think about um, the perspective of the, of, you know, the other senior citizens that you've met in your lifetime. Imagine them standing in front of a ranger at Katmai National Park who's explaining that, you know, there are there are scores and scores of the largest carnivores on earth roaming these forests. And you're going to walk a mile and a quarter down to this platform and you may encounter a lot of these large carnivores along the way. And if you do, remember not to run. Um, simply step aside and let them walk by. And everything will be fine. And here's your bear badge. Congratulations, you graduated from bear school. Um, are you interested in the in the uh, in the journey? You know, and and off we went. I don't think that most people. I don't think she understands how unique she is. Is what I'm yeah. saying. You know, I'm too old to eat anyway. Be too rough to eat. Too rough and I'd, I'd go for him too. He's got some muscle. He's got some. Yeah, although I wouldn't want to ruin his face. His face is too too uh, too good looking. <laughs> I mean, it is just you know it, it was it felt like um, it felt like a movie moment to me as we are just walking back and forth from this platform and like all the bears. We, we, yeah, oh. we, let's, we were singing and and speaking as loud as we could just so that the bears knew where we were. And could you see the bears? Not. We didn't. Okay. Thankfully, we did not until we got, not until we got to the platform. But as you saw from that video, there were probably 30 at yes. once. They said, if you're not a salmon, they're not interested in you. So take, take our <laughs> word for it and have a fun day. Oh, those salmon were beautiful. They're real bright red. Yeah, I saw the photos and I was just like, what? I I, I, um, I don't like uh, saying I have regrets, but I do have uh, regrets about not going to Alaska and not making it a priority to to see the sal a salmon run and, and hope for bears. But there were a lot of disappointed people because the salmon run is typically, you know, people book their, their trips to, to Katmai a year in advance yeah. because it sells out so fast. And the, the traditional time period to see them, we, we should have missed right. that because it's typically July and the salmon run was late this year. Otherwise we wouldn't have gotten the, um, the magnificent experience that we wow. did. But it, it, it is, I mean, every, every step of the way, I mean, I look back on everything and, and we haven't been rained out of, if anything, there have been a few moments where things didn't turn out the way we thought, and we 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 pivoted to Plan B in real time, and then it turned out to be um, beautiful in a completely different way. So right. we did not see Wind Cave at Wind Cave National Park. It didn't work out exactly as we planned, but instead we we drove around the the prairie and watched uh, coyotes hunt for prairie dogs. Oh, that was so much fun! I looked up and I said, Brad, there's an animal walking down here beside of me. Poor thing, he looked so dejected like he didn't have a friend in the world. It was raining and he would just, oh, if you see his ribs, he just said, no, he was hungry, poor thing. I felt so sorry for him. And we just sat there and watched him for 10 or 15 minutes. Then he decided he'd chase a peridot, but he didn't make it. He wasn't quick enough. <laughs> They were her favorite. They, that was the second park we visited was Badlands in South Dakota, and so 
that once again, that's just you know she'd never seen a prairie dog, she'd never seen a moose or an elk or a bighorn sheep or a humpback whale. But of all the things we've seen, she always comes back to these prairie, prairie dogs. dogs. I think they are amazing. I talked to this one, and I think if I knew the door, he'd have got the car. They are known for being very friendly. Um, we're we're running up against time, and I don't, I really don't want to to miss any of this. Um, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with, Grandma Joy? This uh, this no time to waste podcast is all about people living their best life, just like you're living your best life, and just like Brad's living his best life. And even though I have terminal cancer, I'm living my best life too today. Um, is there anything that you'd want to share or you'd want people to know? You know, uh, money and fancy clothes and fancy cars and fancy houses, that means nothing. It's, it's, when you come down to it, it, it can be going in a minute. But nature is there forever. And you don't know till you walk in it what, how it makes you feel like a different person. It really does. You think all these wonderful things and you think how many millions of people have seen the same thing that you're seeing. And, and it, you just hope that everybody takes care of everything and so it lasts a little bit longer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I yeah. agree with that. We have to... Because we see some people that done things that they shouldn't. And Brad had to straighten a couple of them out, but with his fist, <laughs> <laughs> just, no. my, just my sassy attitude. You're like, no, just like a bunch of clapbacks, and you know, kind of like snarky <laughs> comments. <laughs> oh, this has been such a joy! I cannot wait to re-listen to this conversation. As I said, you're you're a born star, Joy. Um, well, thank you very much. I didn't mean to be. I just. Me. Yeah, well, guess what? Sometimes, sometimes just being me uh, is the brightest, shiniest star of all. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, so if you really want to maximize your moments, you could pitch in and help us get the word out. Just rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That's it. Oh, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss future episodes and bonus content. For more motivation, head to notimetowasteproject.com or join the squad on Instagram at no time to waste project. Grazie mille.